believe the headline when I read it. Lemonade is working with agents. Lemonade, a company whose entire brand is built as the anti-broker, calling us liars and cheaters, profiteers, capitalists in the negative connotation, greedy, all these things are what their brand is built on. They're the anti-broker. They care, we don't. Yet, I read this headline, Lemonade is working with agents. And I say to myself, I know many independent agents and, and carriers alike have a distrust is probably a good way to say it, a hatred for Lemonade is probably, probably more often the case. But does it make sense to work with Lemonade? At the end of the day, Lemonade is still an insurance carrier like any other insurance carrier. And if they so desire, they can reach out and appoint independent insurance agencies to sell their product. Now, why they would do that, that's what we're gonna talk about today. But the bigger question is, my friends, should independent agents work with Lemonade? probably first appropriate to actually explain to you who Lemonade is, but maybe it's best if I let them describe it. Lemonade has reinvented insurance from the ground up. When you buy insurance today, you're dealing with a broker. And somebody might come to your house or work with you on the phone and you've got to fill out gazillion questions, half of which you don't know the answer to. And that's the easy part, because that's the part where they're taking your money. Try and get paid. That's when the real paperwork begins and the bureaucracy begins. People today don't believe that they're gonna get paid. It's not that the insurance company doesn't have enough money to pay them, obviously they do, but they haven't got the motivation to pay them. Lemonade's app delivers a simple, chat-based experience that is powered by bots and machine learning, not brokers and paperwork. Lemonade is the world's first and only peer-to-peer -peer insurance company. That means we can lower costs while turning a process that's bureaucratic and opaque into one that's instantaneous and delightful. A few things about Lemonade are reassuringly familiar. We offer renters and homeowners insurance with the kind of great coverage you'd expect. And we're A-rated, fully regulated, and reinsured by Lloyds of London. We're using technology to gather people with a shared cause and realigning incentives to bring out the best in us all. Deliver that age-old idea with cutting-edge tech, and you end up with insurance that's instantaneous, unconflicted, and downright delightful. There are three aspects of Lemonade's business that it's very important we discuss just to set the baseline for this conversation. Number one, they are very much an insurance carrier, without a doubt. Uh, not an innovative insurance carrier, really, in any way. Uh, they write basically a standard ISO form, which I think is a good thing, right? They haven't done a lot of crazy manipulation to it in order to uh, hit their price targets. All their pricing has come from the second aspect of their business, which is the technology side. Right? And that is, they've used artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, chatbot technology to be able to communicate, uh, educate, and offer a quote and a bind on renter's insurance, I think in less than five minutes. And Dan describes it, uh, their CEO, this way. You get Lemonade Insurance through our app. It's the easiest thing. Next time you're in line for a coffee, give it a try. You'll insure your home before you get your latte. Uh, their technology does allow them to not have the human workforce that many traditional insurance carriers and agencies have to deal with, ultimately reducing cost and 
supposedly allowing them to be able to to increase the customer experience while decreasing the amount of money that those customers have to pay. The third and final aspect of their business, which also to this point has paid an enormous role in their ability to offer the pricing that they do, is their PR work. They are PR geniuses. There is no doubt that Lemonade is the best PR organization and marketing organization in the business. Now, I will say from my own personal standpoint, I think the fact that they use sensationalism and newsjacking is in poor taste and certainly doesn't garner respect, but uh, you have to respect at least their ability and the fact that they've uh, focused on a niche in urban areas that they knew they'd be successful with, who they knew would be early adopters, and that's why they've picked the states that they've chosen to work in, and that's why they've picked the cities that they've chosen to, to focus their marketing in, is because sensationalist newsjacking, uh, that kind of stuff works on the younger millennial generation in urban areas, which has allowed them to drive traffic to their app at a reduced cost, which then, you know, as per their marketing would say, allows them to reduce the price on their policies. We absolutely have to keep all three as a baseline in our mind as we make this decision as whether or not we should choose to write business as an independent agent with Lemonade Insurance. They are 100% an insurance carrier, A-rated with Demotech, whatever that means to you, uh, but they are backed by Lloyd's of London. They are very much a technology company and they have uh, forward-leaning, forward-thinking, out-front marketing, uh, building a brand for their carrier that if, as an independent agent, you ever actually wanted to write Lemonade, it most likely for a certain demographic would be very easy to slide that piece of paper across the table and get a response from that uh, insured. <laughs> In preparing for this conversation, I reached out to uh, my LinkedIn audience, Twitter, Facebook, and actually ran a poll inside of our Agency Nation University group. I wanted to find out what independent agents were actually thinking. If Lemonade opened themselves up to appointments, would independent agents apply? And the results were actually fairly interesting to me on multiple levels. There were two main responses. One was they've kind of trashed us since uh, their launch. Their CEO has made a point of positioning himself against us and used negative connotations, implications, and inferences as a way to position himself as a somehow uh, more worthy person than us. Um, and used uh, actually three respondents, which I thought was fairly interesting, all used the word pound sand. So that was kind of fun. Um, the second was yes, but maybe. And I found that the first group makes a lot of sense to me, right? I mean, if you trash a group of people for long enough, uh, they're just not going to like you or root for you or want to help you. So that that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, we make enemies in business, we all do. Um, and unfortunately, you have to deal with the ramifications of those. One of which is um, Lemonade has a lot of people who are hoping they don't, they're not successful. That kind of negative karma, I wouldn't want that, nor would I want to build my empire on top of trashing other people. But uh, unfortunately, uh, what has been done has been done. So. I kind of assumed that group would be there, that first group. The second group are the ones I found to be really interesting. 
there were quite a few yes but maybes. The most interesting results actually came from the Agency Nation University group. Now, Agency Nation University is our educational platform where we do deep dives into the how-tos of digital marketing, sales, and uh, technology implementation and operations. Uh, and it's a wonderfully dynamic group of people. And if you're interested in learning more about it, the link is in the description. So I posted on Sunday night uh, a poll that asking this exact question. Uh, would you love to write insurance for Lemonade? You know, never exclamation points and who the heck is Lemonade? The most interesting part about this poll was actually 19 of the respondents responded that they would write, that they would write Lemonade Insurance. And then 11 obviously said no. I, 19 was more than I thought would say yes. And then tons of tons and tons of comments uh, below that. And here was the main issue. Yes, but maybe. Yes, but maybe. Over and over and over again. Variations of yes, but maybe. The, the individuals who responded yes, but maybe, what they were saying was, it all depends on whether or not Lemonade can help my agency. So they were taking the emotional side of it out because the first group, the, the people who would never because of the way Lemonade had operated up until this point, making a very emotional decision and, um, and that's understandable, but you know, maybe not in the best interest of their business. And what the second group was doing was saying, Whatever they've said, we don't care. There are other carriers in our space who also have a direct option, who haven't always been pleasant to independent agents. But if working with this carrier could help my clients and my business, then I'd be open to it. And that's the part that I actually wanna dissect. The real business decision that you would have to make. At the end of the day, we need to help our clients and we need to help our business. We have to feed the people who work for us. And from that standpoint, that very logical business decision standpoint, should independent agents work with Lemonade? I don't think any word the very first statistic that I find incredibly interesting about Lemonade is that 90% of their customers of their, they call them members, have never purchased a renter's insurance policy before. That means they're tapping into a market that traditional insurance could not crack or decided they did not want to crack a long time ago. And that to me is very, very interesting and I've always found that to be interesting about Lemonade. This is the millennial generation. 75% of their clients are under the age of 35. You have a group of people under the age of 35 who are just starting to develop their loyalties to the insurance brands that they'll most likely work with for the rest of their lives. And Lemonade is getting at them before traditional and carriers. That to me is really, really powerful stuff and something that if I were an agent considering Lemonade, it would definitely be a factor in my decision. The second stat that I find really interesting is their loss ratio. And there's two pieces to this. Now, uh, when they, six months after they launched, their loss ratio was like almost 400%, which is terrible. But uh, they didn't have a lot of policies on the books. And you can understand from really any statistical modeling that they just didn't have enough information for that number to make sense. But here they are a year later, and their loss ratio is 137%, which is still ridiculously terrible. But, uh, and, and really frankly, not something that could be sustained over the long term. But they're still building, it's come down a lot. It's something that I would absolutely keep my eye on if I was considering them. But from a loss ratio standpoint, uh, I would give them a little time on that. If it's still trending this way 24 months from today, so three years out-ish from when they launched, 
that's a major, major problem and, and really probably a failing in their model. But I don't know that uh, I would hold that loss ratio to uh, as a, as a uh, you know, a deal breaker. I don't think it would be a deal breaker for me. What I do like about it is it says they pay claims. They pay lots of claims, lots of small claims, lots of those little claims that annoy the crap out of you and traditional carriers. They're paying them and they're paying them quick. And again, taking business model out of it, just working under the assumption for a minute that their business model actually works and that they aren't, uh, you know, their low prices and their, you know, sensationalized newsjacking advertising isn't attracting the wrong kind of person. If that's not actually happening and they are paying claims, well, geez, if you have a young person who's going to an urban area who you know is going to have lots of stuff but doesn't really care about their house, just needs some personal liability and wants to make sure that their stuff gets uh, covered if something happens, this. I'm pointing at the yellow paper as if it's lemonade. This would be pink if I were doing this right. But it makes sense. There's not a lot out there about them not paying claims. Uh, so that to me seems like another potential positive. The third aspect of if I were considering lemonade that I think is very positive for them is the fact that they do have a brand which is out front. One of the things that I beef with the most with traditional carriers is that their brand is secondary and that you have to sell twice, right? You have to sell yourself and then you have to sell the carrier as you push the paper across because most of the time consumers have never heard of the carrier that an independent agent is trying to sell. And in this case, if you're presenting to a certain demographic, the logo, the feel, the coloring, the messaging, it all makes sense for a certain type of niche market. And in that way, it's very possible that when you say, and now I'm thinking about putting you with XYZ carrier, and you get to use this app and all that stuff, all the technology that comes with it, I think it's very powerful when you remove that second sale. And now it's just sell yourself as a trusted advisor and now here's the carrier that I'm gonna put you with and they're like, oh, I've heard of Lemonade. Thank you for putting me there. So I think that's a very powerful, those are three very powerful positives, positives to being an independent agent appointed with Lemonade. Now, let's talk about a few reasons why you may consider not to uh, apply to be an appointed agent with Lemonade Insurance. And this actually comes from a guy by the name of James Roscoff, who commented on one of Lemonade's YouTube videos, and I think the comment is very timely. One of the things that Lemonade has always positioned themselves against independent agencies with is the fact that they don't work off profits, they take a fee. There's an inherent conflict of interest in the very structure of the old insurance industry. Every dollar your insurer pays you is a dollar less for their profit. Now, what is very interesting about that, they love to throw around the term behavioral economics, really it's behavioral manipulation, because what they don't tell people is, a standard insurance carrier, if they don't make enough, and they pay out losses, they don't make a profit. What Lemonade has done by using a fee is bake in a guaranteed 20% profit on every policy they sell, regardless of the losses that they pay. I mean, does it sound great, right? Yeah, is it easy to sell that commissions and, and profiteering traditional insurance carriers are the bad guys? 
and that their little fee that they take is, is the really nice way to do it. Yes, but ultimately, uh, there's a big bend of the truth there and that they're baking in a guaranteed 20% profit when insur in traditional independent insurance carriers only make a profit if the amount of money they take in is more than the amount of money they pay out in losses. That part of the business model scares me a little bit because what it ultimately says is they're not beholden to their losses. I think that skews the underwriting. I think it skews the way you do marketing. I think it skews cost of acquisition numbers and all those types of details, which means when you're evaluating Lemonade, you can't evaluate them in the same way that you would evaluate a traditional carrier when it comes down to the financials because they basically set their business model up in a way that, you know, is different, right or wrong, I don't And then they give the money to charities, I guess, if they have too much, unless a hurricane hits New York City, and then what happens to all the people who have policies? Can they pay it? Remember, Demotech A rating, not a AM Best A rating, just, just, just food for thought. James also went on to say that because it's fee-based, and that they're always going to get their 20%. If they have times when the losses exceed profits, the only way to get that money back is to, is to increase rates. So you could see really volatile rates as losses come in. The more, the more exposure that they add, especially in urban areas and as they expand into property lines like homeowners, uh, there is a very good chance that you see high levels of volatility in their pricing and you have to be very aware of that when you're choosing whether or not to take an appointment with a carrier. Pricing volatility happens all the time. Again, not necessarily a deal breaker, but something you absolutely positively should understand if you're thinking about taking an appointment with Lemonade. Number two, and this is really important just because we all have businesses we have to run, how much commission can they actually pay on a $65 a year policy? The amount of money that you can actually make from one of these policies uh, definitely comes into play when you're understanding. And the other thing is their profit sharing, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, you have to look at the real business aspect. There's no history in Lemonade, right? We don't know what kind of company they are. Are they built for the long game? I mean, they're backed by venture capital. Traditionally, venture capital plays are not long-term plays. So really what you have to assume is that, you know, you look at their business model, understanding how the insurance industry works, it's tough to think that they're in this for the long-term. In, in their CEO's own words, this is a business built on trillions of dollars, not billions of dollars, and they're playing with 180 million. How do they take that and scale it in a way in a period of time that makes the soft banks and their other investors happy and pr produces a positive ROI without a, a huge exit. So basically, this is a play to build up a book of business and prove out technology that also that ultimately allows them to have a big exit. Do you want to be writing insurance for a company that's basically building up a book of business for an exit? And whether that's true or not, it's something you have to consider because it's absolutely positively an option that is on the table for them. The power of an insurance carrier is their longevity and their consistency. I take somebody like a New York Central Mutual, single state mutual company in the state of New York who's been around for 100 plus years that just does business right. It's just once you put someone with New York Central Mutual, you know they're always gonna be taken care of and that their rates aren't gonna fluctuate and that they're gonna look for ways to pay claims. 
they're a steady Eddie quality top-notch insurance carrier. Lemonade would tell them they don't know what they're doing. So it would make me nervous to know that they didn't have the history or the legacy of running an insurance company, that they ultimately were thinking about people as units or members, uh, which is just a weird way to think of an insurance policy holder. Not right or wrong, just, just different. And um, there's something to experience in this business. The other thing you have to consider is that Lemonade takes very hard stances from a PR perspective on certain topics. Uh, when they newsjacked the shooting in Las Vegas, they saw a bump in policies. They actually have a chart which uh, outlines that, uh, but they took uh, quote unquote a hard line. Really, they just did a whole marketing play around what standard ISO gun coverage was. You have to be okay with the fact that they're gonna take political stances. And if you're all right with that, that's fine. But think about the ecosystem of people that you do business with. It's fine for them to say that they're anti-guns and take a political stance and good for them for doing that, right? That's everyone's right, every business is right. But is that the, what's best for your business? Do you have people who are offended by that type of messaging that you enjoy working with and that you don't want to put someone with a company or uh, support a company that ultimately would ostracize half or some portion of your client base. Again, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm saying these are things that you have to consider when uh, looking at an appointment with Lemonade. So here's the rub. What do I, what do I ultimately think independent agents to do? What's my recommendation? I, I don't know that I wanna say yes or no because there are aspects of the idea of getting an appointment with Lemonade that make a lot of sense to me, that I wish some of my favorite traditional carriers would do, like step out front with their brand, provide us with technology that allows us to meet present day customer needs, God forbid the things that are coming down the pipe. Uh, and I also love the fact that they've taken a marketing spin which has reached into a demographic that traditionally uh, uh, that traditionally traditional independent insurance agency carriers have just completely neglected the millennials, right? I mean, just acted as if they did not exist. And uh, I love the fact that they're bringing new people into the insurance space, uh, people who, who have needs, who have potential losses, whose lives could be ruined by a loss. I mean, I had a 24-year-old kid in a, the uh, in a high-rise in Manhattan have a close to a half a million dollar liability loss on an accident. He, he had one of his lamps lit on fire and went up the wall and caused damage in a high-rise, half a million dollars. If that, if that guy doesn't have renter's insurance, he's toast, half a million dollar loss. So I love the fact that they're bringing these people in. I think it's on us that we haven't gone after that market and I love those aspects of it. The other side of the coin, the business side of the coin, um, man, they would scare the crap out of me. Uh, really, really would scare me. Um, I also would have, I would probably take umbrage and, and kind of do, if that's not obvious, to the things that their CEO has said. Um, I think the tactics that he's taken are the worst kind of tactics in a way to draw attention to your business. I also don't like some of their some of their ploys, um, which have artificially dropped their cost of acquisition. Uh, so I think there's a lot of tumbling that's gonna come out. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of volatility here. So my recommendation would be, if you're feeling super froggy and you're gonna be smart about who you recommend Lemonade to, and you work with a lot of millennials and you're in an urban area, maybe it's worth a shot. But go in eyes wide open 
on what you are getting and the potential pitfalls that you're walking into. Because I do think the upside is there for sure. But there's also a lot of downside and you just have to go in eyes wide open. If you're out in suburban or rural areas, uh, if you take umbrage or have, you know, kind of issues with the way that they operate, if you think about things like commissions and longevity and those type of things matter and consistency, uh, those kind of things matter to you and the carriers that you're appointed with, that you think of the carriers that you're appointed with as uh, part of your business, as true extensions of your own agency brand, um, I would really struggle to say that you should get an appointment with Lemonade. That being said, I wouldn't just slough them off and, and never consider them. I just think you go into wait and see mode. Watch a little more. Let's give them 24 months to shake out some of the things that traditionally carriers have run into over the course of time. They, they are just a flash in the pan in terms of what it takes to be successful in this industry. They need another two, three, four, five, ten 10 years of operating before we can actually say that their model works uh, that, and that they've found something that uh, is valuable to customers. I don't know that they'll ever fully open up their business to appointments. They have appointed some carriers like Spotlight, which works with Century 21, and Young Alfred, which is an InsureTech independent agency. So they're starting to put their feet into this water. If they open it up to independent agency appointments, I'm super interested to see what happens. I think there is a case for both sides. We'll see, I don't know. I think it'll all come out in the wash and the truth is, I don't know what's gonna happen. But uh, that's what makes this business fun. So I will catch you guys on the flip side. I absolutely love you. Thank you for sticking through this video. Let me know in the comments what you think about Lemonade Insurance in terms of would you get an appointment? What do you think? Tell me, if you like this video, Pound that like button for me. Share it with your friends. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune.